0: Welcome to Finding Certainty with your host and U.S. Army veteran, Patrick Lang. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Patrick and his expert guests how to attract more certainty into your business and your life. Now, here is your host, Patrick Lang.
1: Welcome back to Finding Certainty, everyone. I'm honored today to have a very special guest, Sir Dr. James Dentley III. Dr. Dentley, thanks for being here. I'm honored to be here. Patrick, how are you? You have a birthday coming up, don't you? I do, indeed. It's uh, tomorrow, February 25th. Uh, Happy early birthday, my friend. Well, you being on my uh, show is uh, one of the best gifts, so thank you so much for uh, making the time. I know you're very busy, and uh, it's a real pleasure. (laughs) I'm honored to be here. So I always start out the show by sharing a couple of the reasons why I've invited this specific guest to uh, join us on Finding Certainty. Uh, I don't go into a lot of the specific bio starting out. It is in the description. We're going to be talking about you and what you do throughout the show. But if I had to say the top two reasons why I asked Dr. Dentley to join us, first and foremost, I mean he is he is a, a renowned international speaker, trainer, coach. I mean, when you start talking about, Top speakers internationally. You're talking Dr. Dentley. You're talking Les Brown, Sharon Lecter, Bill Walsh. I mean, the, he's in the uh, top one percent of all speakers. And I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing some of your stories and what you've learned. And and I mean, it's been just an extraordinary career. And uh, secondly, one of the things I love about Dr. Dentley is he has an enormous heart. He's done a great deal to give back as a philanthropist helping veterans, helping homeless, helping children. So talk about finding certainty and helping others find certainty in their lives. That's been your entire life, Dr. Dentley. So um, I really appreciate you being here. Looking forward to hearing a, a little bit more about you and sharing your story with our listeners. So starting out, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you come from? How did you how did you, where did you grow up? And tell us maybe a little bit about your family, but what brought you to, to to doing what you do and doing it so well?
2: Wow. Well, first of all, thank you for that question. And thank you for having me. You know, uh, a year ago, a year ago in May, we premiered my, uh, my documentary of my life story called Time to Win at the Imagine Theaters here in Chicago. And uh, we packed it out and what I learned from the experience, because I didn't want to do it. Everyone else told me I should. And then they told me, well, James, your life was a full feature film. We only got 46 minutes. I said, okay, well, you do with it as you will. But I learned that you live your life forward. You understand your life backwards. And most of us, uh, we look at our life in sound bites. You know, we don't keep the story connected, which is interesting because I teach people in their reading to keep the story connected. That's why you have the memory uh, recollection. And then you also know how to keep it in the right context. Um, when I grew up, my mom raised myself and three sisters, um, divorced my dad. I was five years old. Um, I I didn't understand it. I'm James Dentley the third. So there was a little resentment because I didn't understand why I could not be with my dad. He just wasn't there. Uh, later I learned that that was just my interpretation, but as a young kid, my mom working in a grocery store and, and uh, with three sisters, we didn't have a lot of money. I'm the second oldest. So I always found ways to create money. First of all, I was always had a great work ethic, Shoveling snow in Chicago. Believe me, there's snow, uh, raking the leaves, <laughs> carrying groceries, whatever I could do, because if I wanted something extra, even a bag of potato chips, I had to go outside and do it. So I would make extra money and I would throw money in my mother's drawer and my sister's drawer. And I took on that role. As I grew up, I got a job, my first real job in high school. I was 17 and it wasn't a summer job. I worked full-time 40 hours a week, 6 p.m. to 3.30 in the morning at a restaurant called Church's Fried Chicken. And I was just happy to get a job. Minimum wage was $2 an hour, Patrick. And I worked my tail off, but then I got this, I, I got to become real competitive because the people there were really great in the company at doing something everyone had a standard of excellence. So I memorized all the manuals, operation and procedure manual, policy and procedure manual, repair and maintenance manual. I could fix everything. I could cook better, serve better, and everything. everybody else there, I could even clean up the restaurant better. So I became the youngest general manager in the company's history out of 300 stores at the time in the 70s at 18 wow. years of age. I took about 14 of my high school classmates and gave them jobs and all 14 of them went into management as well. And some then I became a regional manager, district manager. And then I got a little bored with the fast food and got tired of eating chicken all the time. And I moved to Texas <laughs> and got with a company called Steak and Ale. Steak, was, steak and Ale was steak, lobster, prime rib. Uh, the first company to ever have a salad bar with sure. a sneeze guard. I went from Dallas to Houston to Midland, Odessa to Abilene. And I learned a lot about myself and a lot about other people because coming from Chicago, and you're out there in Midland, Odessa with Friday Night Lights or Abilene, which was a cow in an Air Force town. I met the most incredible people, had 150 employees. Uh, no one looked like me, but we had a great time. I realized that people were people. We all really want the same things. We just really, really do. So And running those multi-million dollar restaurants, I decided, well, I can go into business for myself. So when I came back home and um, I wouldn't, I opened up several companies in the eighties, uh, real estate, import, export, uh, construction businesses, um, you name it. I was doing it, the beauty salons. I was doing everything I could. I had my hands in everything and I, bur- I was burnt out. I had no mentorship. I knew how to start business and grow them, but I wasn't happy. I really owned a job. And, um, right. so when I moved uh, to Atlanta, kind of getting a fresh start again, someone tricked me into getting into a home-based business space, which I hated it. And I got in that space and uh, ended up making millions and millions and millions of dollars. I've trained about 87 people who built seven to eight figure businesses, um, 10 or 12 in the traditional business and about another 70 plus, 77 or something like that in the uh, home based business space and was able to travel the world. It taught me how to become a speaker, a trainer. I learned the psychology of speaking and I was able to build those things out. Now, through that, this is a great story, but I was diagnosed with, uh, I had a blood disorder in my 20s. I was a third degree mars- uh, black belt in Japanese karate, and I was huh. in pain every day for a year. I wanted to kill myself. Later, when I got past that, I was diagnosed with sarcoidosis of the lungs. My lungs were excessively scarred, never smoked a day of my life, nothing. But but they told me if it was cancer, I'd have been dead. They put me in a drug called prednisone, and I went from a healthy athlete To 374 pounds. It was a mess, but I believe they they wanted me to get out there and speak because, well, you still speak, you know, people can judge it, but uh, at the time, but uh, there were people out there that needed me to be there. The people who looked at themselves and didn't think that they could do it, and I had something I could share, so I decided to go out there. When I got into a holistic uh, regiment, I was able to. After eight years on prednisone, I was able to get off. I dropped 125 pounds. Patrick, I go to the doctor routine physical. They say you have cancer. Yeah, my PSA was 68. Is high at six. They told me it had to get out of the prostate and it had to be other places. They say you could do chemo, you could do surgery, or you could try radiation. But we don't think the radiation is going to work. So I said, I tell you what, I'm going to go holistic, but I'm going to try half the radiation and then test me and see what happens. So then he put me back on a hormone, which gave me me gain 60 pounds, but I'm happy to say that I'm five uh, and a half years cancer free without a trace of it today.
1: Fantastic. And I said,
2: now here's the key. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it back to you. I've been happy every single day through all the adversities. I don't stress out about these things. I just live because the purpose in life is to f- fulfill itself, period. So I decided to live life to its fullest every single day. Not as if it was my last, but it was my first part of life where I could explore like a child and play and serve and find purpose. Because through the stories of everything I've done, whether it be in business and success, the people I've trained and their success, or the things I've gone through. And there's been some other things as well. Um, I wouldn't change it for for anything because it defines who I am. And now that we're on the other side, we've been, uh, been able to help a lot of charities and start our own foundations and serve Children, women, veterans, uh, women initiatives, seniors, and do it at the highest level. And uh, it's just such an honor to be here. And I'll just tell you, you know, I didn't go to college. I have an honorary doctorate, but, and I didn't pay for it. But I thought I was in high school. I thought I had a B once, because I never tried to get an A. I, didn't, I wasn't interested in that. And I thought I had a B, but it was really two Ds real close together. But I get a chance now to go train people in corporate America, C-suite executives. I get a chance to go train People in the, in the highly educated, uh, whether it be doctors or attorneys, even some colleges, and to impart some things that I have to people in the world. So I guess my message would be that everyone has something great inside of them. If you can awaken to it, then the world's waiting for you to show up to serve.
1: I completely agree. I mean, you've been a speaker now for coming on 40 years, right? You've been about 30, yeah. <laughs> I saw 38 I guess that's business yeah. plus speaking and you you know you've been all over the world you're known for transformative change next level thinking um you you you've been with some of the greats yeah. you are one of the greats okay. and you've been hired by organizations from here to Dubai and back and everything in between yeah. and you have such a great reputation for coming in and transforming that room for, for people leave feeling like okay, that wasn't just another motivational speech. They leave feeling like they have gone through a catharsis, you know, a paradigm shift, listening oh. to Doctor Dentley. So, you know, you, you touched on a lot with your intro there, and I, I completely agree with you. Our our trials define us, right? Talking about finding certainty, it is can we find it in the trenches, right? Can we? look for that glass half full can we look for that abundance and have that abundance mindset in our lives rather than feeling as though we're victims feeling put upon and kind of uh, curling up in a ball and you know yeah. uh, uh giving up and so um that's fantastic you know i know you're happily married to an amazing woman i met kara at um yeah. at uh bill walsh's um uh, rainmaker in vegas here this last year and i know she's definitely the best part of you oh yeah uh, an, absolutely a team and and uh i was uh it was really nice to to get to know you and meet meet you but uh she was incredible i mean mm-hmm. if i may say so yeah you may how long have you uh two been together wow we
2: met 23 years ago now i'm 65 Kara's 42 and so she was on her way to high school. I knew her sister and I knew her family. I mean, she was on her way to college, I mean. Not high school, but college. <laughs> and uh, no, not high school, college. <laughs> um, and she was Victorian, extremely bright. Um, and we've been married now about eight years and, and been hanging out together for like the last 12. And we just became great, great friends. And, you know, she's a double scientist and a physicist. I uh, used to be in right. Homeland Security with nuclear power plants. And... Um, you know, she's just a marvel, but she's just the best person in her spirit. She doesn't meet anybody that she doesn't hug and love. She just is who she is every single day. My best friend, my source of peace, my business partner, life partner, and the mother of my child. And all, you know, we're just uh, exploring life and, and seeing what we can do to help make the world just a little bit better as we have fun doing it.
1: Absolutely she and i had a nice uh, conversation about physics my my son has a, a double degree from university of oregon in math and physics he works for intel now and so we were talking about physics it, most of it went over my head but she's brilliant right but she was yeah. so humble and so genuine and authentic i just really i really adored your wife so um okay so i appreciate the intro and as you as you look at your career and your um, your journey as a speaker, what stands out at you? What has been your favorite part of being this internationally renowned speaker, starting in wow. direct sales and, and moving up through those ranks and then becoming a speaker your, uh, uh, with your own business? Um, is there is there a, a point or two that stands out at you as maybe a favorite element of it or favorite experience? Wow, I, I'll, I'll sum it up this way, and I know you. We have a break
2: coming up soon. Um I like to help people win. I get really excited about that. I don't get excited about speaker speaking or being a dominant speaker. I have to have stage time. You know, when I get on stage, I it, it comes to me what to do there to create an experience for people to build people together to to anchor the points and the things I want to impart into an emotion that creates that anchor and that that trigger. That a person can hang on to. I love to teach communication skills to how, when you do certain things, why do you do it? What does it mean? How do you become even more impactful? How do you help change? I love to help people win, man. That's that's what it's all about for me. You know, yeah. that's something. I remember I was on stage in, in Long Beach, California. I think it was like 7,000 people. I got four standing ovations and a 40-minute speech. I get off the stage. I went straight into depression. Straight into depression. So I had to learn, and that was back in the year 2000, 2001, I had to learn how to put myself back together and how to take care of myself as I was serving others. And then in doing so, I was able to create new programs to help other people because I realized everybody
1: was a mess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you've actually created a a, a camp. It's Inspired to Speak. Uh, You call it an action camp, right? Where you're teaching others how to do what you've done. Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, I think that's that's admirable. But is it uh, is it going well? Is it uh, is it growing uh, like you thought it would? I know it's you're getting a lot of uh, a lot of <laughs> press about it. So well, it has grown remarkably well. As a matter of fact, when
2: I started the TV streaming network, I was trying to stop doing that, but they won't let me quit. So I stopped doing the year <laughs> of COVID, and COVID was a, a terrible year in terms that we lost. 40 friends, people, 40 people succumbed to COVID. Wow. That was terrible. Uh, Our income tripled um, being at home, and I didn't have to get off the couch to earn millions and millions of dollars, but it doesn't take the place of the people that we lost in the journey, Uh, but they impact your life so well. So my speaker camps have grown, and we just started back this year uh, because what I teach no one else does. And the way I teach no one else does. And the reason, because I've never had to do it for a living or to pay bills. I did it because it was a, I love to help people win. It was a gift and I could do it a little bit different. And from a pure standpoint, because I also create stages for those speakers to speak on. So wow. uh, really, I'm really interested in the work. You know, a lot of people can make money, but it's about making a difference, man.
1: We're up against our first break, but we're visiting with uh, Dr. James Dentley III, third. Really pleased to have you with us, Dr. Dentley. Thank you so, thank you so much. Uh, we're going to go to break, but we'll be right back in a minute.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep-discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty T E A M like
3: Mary dot com. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. That's certainty, T E A M, like Mary.com.
0: Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866 472 5790. That's 866 472 5790. Now, back to the show
1: with Patrick. Welcome back to Finding Certainty, everyone. Visiting with my uh, new friend, Dr. James Dentley. We just recently met um, back in December of 2022. And Dr. Dentley was actually uh, one of the keynote speakers at a conference called Rainmaker put on by Bill Walsh and Power Team International. You received an award there at that event, Dr. Dentley, for all of your contributions, not all of them, but for your contributions and efforts as a speaker, as a philanthropist. Uh, I thought that was really nice of, of Bill to do that for you and yeah. Your uh, speech that day was was incredible. I was fortunate enough to end up sitting next to Doctor Dentley at lunch, where we started t- talking, and uh, that's when we decided we we should get together here on finding certainty. So uh, we haven't known each other long, but I feel like I've known you for a long time. <laughs> I've been following you for a long time. So. <laughs> So um, as you look back on your career, we talked a little bit about your speaking career. You've, you've spoken with many of the greats. Um, again, is there is there an experience, a specific experience or a story that stands out? If you had to look back on your career as one of the icons in this industry, I know you've been on stage with many of the icons of this industry. Is there a story that stands out at you that maybe is most memorable?
2: Wow. You know, again, I've spoken in in, uh, the BPO conference in uh, Bangladesh, India, uh, Dubai, Egypt, Spain. Um, I've spoken everywhere. But to be honest with you, there was a conference uh, with 10,000 people. There was a young man there who, uh, when I met him, he had stage fright. And he was afraid to speak. And I threw him in front of a room. He had been in many of my trainings and I just threw him in there. And he tried everything to get out of it. I wouldn't let him get out of it. And then when he was done, he kept repeating himself. But when he was done, I threw him three days later back in the fray again. A year later, this gentleman had re- received uh, uh, the honor of being one of the top producers in this company called ACM. And he was in a meeting uh, with 10,000 people. And usually I speak on that slot on the Sunday close, but they stopped letting me do that because the owner couldn't come behind me. Uh, because I'd had a room all I was shaking up. But this young man got on that stage, first time ever in front of 10,000 people, and he destroyed the room. He just whacked through. He killed it. And I sat in the back of the room, and tears just start coming through my pop, from my eyes because I remember how much fear he had and how he had grown. And I know you're asking me about the memories I have, and I've got a lot of, I've got stories. You know, people, um, I, I, I was in a meeting and uh, after the meeting um they had a little uh, meet and greet Gathering a little party and a young girl comes to me um a young girl Grace runs to me and says Mr Dentley Mr Dentley, this is back in the in the 90s and she says oh I want to get to your uh, I like to get your business card and I say well who are you here with and her uncle walks up and I you recognize her uncle I said okay he said yes yeah, she collects the uh the business cards from all the top leaders. So I said, well, I don't have one, but I will mail you one. So I asked the uncle to give me the address, and I would send it out. And I greeted the young lady, and I and was end of it. So I um I uh, had gotten their phone number and their address from the uncle, and I called him up on Thanksgiving. It was one of the really in the morning. It was really uh, just a peaceful morning. And I looked at my calendar, and uh, I saw the number I had written on the calendar. So I called him up. And a man answered a gentleman answered the phone. I said, Can I speak to Grace? And he said, Who's this? I said, This is James Deadly on plane. And he said, Oh my God, my God, thank you so much. So uh I spoke with her and encouraged her a little bit. I smelled her a card. And about uh, two months later, I'm standing in the auditorium and this couple was walking towards me. I don't know them, but as I got as they got closer, uh the lady, the wife began to cry. And I immediately knew it was them. And uh, and her, you know, beautiful blonde hair and, you know, her husband was dashing. And they walked to me and they said they wanted to thank me because uh, she had asked for the cards from many people. And everyone said they would send it. And I'm the only person who did it. And that little bitty thing, that small uh, gesture of integrity, of really caring um, and and living what you talk about, uh, it taught me in the 90s, you know, that everyone matters you know so i would say you know i want you you know we talk about the impactful moments i've done a lot of cool stuff i i think i do a good job every time i'm there but it's not about me it's really about how can you touch someone else's life and i've got so many of those stories uh, that i can talk about
1: that i mean they just go on and on so i'm really honored asking you to pick one is is a hard question i know because <laughs> you know, as you talk about, I, I know there's a lot of people out there who are are intrigued by and interested in speaking professionally. Now, there's a lot of people who that's the last thing they'd want to do. There's you know, they say it's the number one fear for most people is public speaking. Uh I think it was Jay Leno who said most people would rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy, right? Yes. Yeah. But um, but you do it so well. And you know, I, as I as I think about interviewing I guess like you and I, I try to think what kind of questions will the would the audience have? I think one of the most common questions or most uh, obvious questions would be how do you do it? How do you be yeah. a great speaker that yeah. people want to keep hiring want to keep coming back bringing back mm-hmm. your engaging audiences, you know I mean how do you grab them in the first 60 seconds you know oh, Wow, okay. Good. I teach that. (laughs) First of all, you talked about a few things, the
2: fear, okay? Mm -hmm. When a person has that anxiety, that's because you're thinking about yourself. Uh, How am I going to come off? How am I going to remember? Uh, How do I look? It's never about you. You are not the star. If you're the speaker, you are the director and the audience is the star, period. Because when you take it from you and you make it about the audience, you're having a conversation because you know your content. You know your story, is yours. So you you have a conversation. The second thing is that when you re- get on the stage, before you get there, I teach people how to put themselves in state. Stephen Covey said, you begin with the end in mind. So the speech is already done. you already seen and visualized it. No different than a, a track star has run the race before they got to the track. Or a bride has walked down the aisle before she got to the church. So you always play these things out and you time them. But the first 30, I call it the F. 45, your first 45 seconds. What are you going to do to own that stage? How are you going to plant yourself? So you are totally present. So people can not only hear you, but they can feel you. Even if it's 20,000 people, 100,000, every person will feel you. If you understand frequency and vibration, which I write about as well. So it's, it's just different things from understanding personality types. Patrick learning how the voice, how to use your voice like the soundtrack of a movie. You can speak not only into the listening, but into the nervous system of another human being. You can implant something there that they can't get rid of, if you understand. And that's what I love to teach.
1: I completely agree. (laughs) You've written best-selling books on this topic. I mean, one of your books, The Frequency of Top Performers, Um, I'm sure it touches on these topics, right? And goes into how to not just speak professionally and touch people from the stage but it also touches on how to lead and guide and inspire people in business and in life yeah even in our relationships right our marriages and um you can can be a top performer in lots of areas not just in your career hopefully you understand that a lot of people don't, you know, they're out of balance. They put all their effort into the family, into their business and they neglect their family. And it's, it's, I think one of the keys of being a top performer, which your book is titled, is to find that balance and to be accountable in all areas. Would yeah. you agree?
2: Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, if you are out the worthy ideal, you're going to get out of balance, but don't stay there. It has to be very strategic. You know, when you talk about frequency, and the book is The Five Frequencies of High, of high Cheapers, High Performers. Uh, when you look at the frequency and energy, um, you have to be very intentional about what you're going to focus on. But you don't want your family to fall apart because it's going to affect your business. Your business is falling apart. It can affect your family. So th- that's why communication is so important. Because, first of all, how do you communicating internally? When things go wrong, are you going wrong with them? (laughs) If it goes crazy, are you going crazy? As human beings, we tend to spin. So it's really about the internal conversation and becoming interdirected, which means you are in control of how you're going to show up every single day, which is meditation. It's also you're studying and making an intentional decision that every single day, and I'll tell you the key for me, was to understand for me what the definition of love really was and love, not for me, but for others, because people can say they love for others, but they love them until they don't get what they want, or they feel that they have been betrayed. And then they take the love back because I found that I could love someone across the street. (laughs) I don't require that here. So if I have an abundance of that to give, I operate in peace, tranquility and gratitude every single day. And I can see different things coming and it helps you heighten your awareness. So communication is how are you willing to communicate with yourself? And I I like to teach that even when I'm training speakers, how to put yourself there because there's so many people that are very talented and nothing wrong with making money, but that's the whole model. I don't see the result. I don't see the fruit. I need to say, I want to see people who have gone through something and now going through school. Well, Uh, They measure the success rate in education. Well, we don't do that well in this country, but you know, you know. So, in other areas of our life, can we are we going to follow that track and not care and just say this is who I am, or are we going to focus on the end result and how you impact a human being? Because you know, you can make money and you can get most of the things that money can buy, but when you impact a life, you can get all the things that
1: money can't. I couldn't agree more, Doctor Dentley. You know, as you look at as you're at your career mm. you're you're as renowned as a philanthropist as you are as a speaker and a trainer um and i think it's a really important element if people haven't gotten it that they, they 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 need to give back they need to pay it forward um you know we're a cost reduction firm our company certainty management we do profitability consulting we do tax credit recovery it's all about helping our clients make more and keep more but we also encourage them to give more and to do that tithe of their time and their, and their resources. Because I believe when you do so, not only does it come back to you tenfold, even a hundredfold, but it adds a level of meaning and significance and depth to your life that you can't get in any other way. Yeah. You know, so uh, you're a great example of that. Um, is there a project that you're most excited about? Oh, we talked a little bit about inspired to speak, you know, the action camp, but uh, I know you have a a, 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 a it's a more recent project, your uh, your uh, streaming service, uh, JD3, uh, the TV, it's JD3 TV platform. Um, maybe tell us a little bit about that. I know that's, uh, it's turning a lot of heads and you're blessing a lot, a lot of lives in that way as well. Yeah, we've been extremely blessed. JD3TV.com.
2: You know, people wanted me to go into television a decade ago and I, I didn't really want to do it because I wasn't doing it to chase dollars. But when COVID came, so many speakers, they had no place to speak. There weren't any audiences. Even on television, right. there weren't any uh, actual studio audiences there. Everything was virtual. And I'd already been in a virtual realm because we I had a patent on a project for a virtual training glasses for speakers and for kids and spelling bees. So I was so part of that patent. And um so I realized that I always look at what's next, Patrick. What, how do we make things better? You know, as an entrepreneur, you want to solve problems. And there was a problem there. So I created the network because I'm very protective and, of my speakers. And I want my speakers to be successful. So I want to create a platform to build their brand even bigger, to make them an expert. When you get on television, you're an expert. So we stream now through the JD3TV.com. We stream on the Apple and Android Um, on the uh, apps on your phone. We stream on TV and Roku. Next month, we'll have Apple Android coming. And I wanted to disrupt the industry by not making it a subscription, but making it a membership because there was so much talent out there that people will never get to Netflix. They'll never know who they are, but they can get to us. And then we partnered up and and people wanted to join us like the uh, people who made the movie, The Secret and 16 other movies. They brought all their content to us. And now they have a weekly show on the network. Uh, another gentleman was voted the number one CEO on the planet, John Cetorres. He has a show and all of his resources he put into the network and the show to help us grow. And then David Ibarra, who's the largest global licensee of the Think and Grow Rich documentary brand, and John Shin, who has the movies. All that's there. So we built and Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank, the inventor of the of the uh, infomercial. His good friend. All these people came and said, look, we want to support what you do. We believe in it. Jeff Hoffman, co-founder of Priceline, joined, uh, first person to join my advisory board as an advisor and a friend to guide us, said if anybody can do it, you can do it. Because I built it for content creators to become bigger, to have more success. And then they can earn money with the network and have five ways to, to make revenue and also get equity in the Dago network itself. And together, as we help other people win and everyone wins, but then the members or subscribers can win trips and vacations and free gifts and raffles and free access and VIP access to some of our events. And so we wanted to create something where we can drive a community and get the people instead of watching the television network to have a voice in it and it show up. We'll do documentaries for, we're gonna do a campaign where people can submit us uh, letters about people in their family or themselves in their life and if we like it, whoever wins, we're going to do a mini documentary on them and we're going to showcase it free of charge for them. So that's we want to help real people, real stories, one real at a time. That's it.
1: I love that. And it's so positive. It's so focused on exactly what we were talking about before. This, uh, the abundance that's in life, yes. looking past the challenges and the trials. I mean, I think so often we run into hard times. We, we're dealing with a, a maybe a medical condition or we're dealing with a financial loss or a loss of a relationship. And and we feel like we're the only one who's going through that, right? And we're, yeah. you know, and yeah, I heard a quote once. If you, you look at the person next to you, 90% of the time, they're going through something really hard. So if we yeah. put ourselves in each other's shoes and uh, remember that truth. Uh, we realize we're in this together, and and so I love that you're you have created and are building this this platform not only for speakers and others to uh, to expand their brand and to deliver their their uh, IP, but I love that your your listeners can get more engaged in the platform. You, you talk about raffles and, and contests and winning uh, trips that's and things like that. Vacations, cruises. I love that. I mean, that's, uh, you said, uh, tell us the uh, website again and how does someone take part in it? What's the cost maybe? What's the, what does it take to be a member?
2: www.jd3tv.com. You can be a member either for free because we have podcasts now, or you can Uh be a member for $3.97. You can get the the movie club for $9.99. If you want the masterclass and you're actually going to get not only the content, but you'll be able to join live trainings from the masters. People have interviewed all the top thought leaders on the planet, and it's under $15 a month for that. So you want to give a hundred thousand dollars worth of value for less than fifteen thousand dollars a month, and then give them back some other
1: prizes that's even triple what the investment would be. That's amazing. We're up against our second break, uh, visiting with Sir Dr. James Dentley the third. We're gonna come back and talk about that sir part. Thank you for being here, Dr. Dentley. We're really enjoying this.
3: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com.
0: Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122 visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com That's Certainty T-E-A-M like Mary.com. When it comes to business you'll find the experts here Voice America Business Network You're listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show
1: with Patrick. Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting with Dr. James Dentley III, speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist. He's also a knight, which is a really interesting story. I'd love to have you share that with us if you don't mind dr dentley i mean you were you and your wife you were knighted she's the dame of the royal order of constantine the great and saint helen of the sovereign and royal house of cappadocia did i say that right yes you did very good <laughs> so what i mean that what an extraordinary honor right to be inducted as a knight and a dame and yep. uh, it's Tell us about that experience. Tell us how it came about and how it felt. I mean, that's not something very many people experience.
2: Well, dear friend, of, you know, as I travel the world, I meet knights and Danes in different parts of the world. And it's always been a big deal. And you're like, wow. So I never thought about it for myself. But then a friend of mine uh was actually a count. And he actually uh, asked me because of the work in philanthropy that I've been doing and the different awards I would always get. He he said, uh, you know, man, we love to honor you and become a knight. And because I understood what it meant and the honor of it, being especially outside of America, I say, yeah, right. by all means. And by my wife, you know, she's published science in um, in about six or seven countries um, as a scientist. So she stood her own because there's eight categories in which you can be knighted. And it's really about, uh, and it could be a nurse, it could be a police officer, it could be a military vet. It could be in business, it could be an athlete, it could be an, uh, a singer like Paul Abdul who was knighted and Tony Braxton had been knighted, Adele had been knighted, you know, uh, Angela Jolie had been knighted. So it's a really a global or, uh, honor, but it's really about coming together to make the world uh, just a little bit better. You know, Prince Rafael resides in, in Sevilla, Spain, and uh, Barcelona, and he uh, wanted me to go to Spain to become knighted, but then COVID struck and we couldn't go. No one can leave the country. And then they couldn't come here either. So when we finally cleared it up, he actually came to the States and then had this idea, said, well, perhaps we'll build out the Royal Order in the United States. So not only I've been, I've been knighted, then I've been elevated to a grand cross knight. And the same day I was honored to become the first grand prior and the only active grand prior in the United States of America, which I'm like the governor of Illinois, but there's nobody else in the country at that position. So. The goal is to serve the nonprofits, not only for the royal order, but the local charities as well, and look for other people who are deserving to have that honor. And it's a global honor. It's recognized uh, well outside this country and the different countries that you know participate in that, who respect it. Um, but you know, we come together to just do some incredible things. So June 10th and 11th, we have in that weekend a night in investiture. Uh, which uh, we have several nominees that and 16 people will be knighted as Knights and Danes um, here in Chicago. And we're going to have a meet and greet at the Bentley Rolls Royce dealership on Saturday. And we're going to come together and talk about raising more money with local business people uh, to go to charities. That really make. And, I, you know, we have a charity, but our charity funds other charities that I know with the work they're doing. I know okay. where the money's going. I, I see it. So and 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 we can measure that. So we want to be able to uh, uh build it out throughout the United States of America because this is the oldest royal order, Patrick, in the world. There's no order to order 3- three twelve. Right. Yeah, yeah. Constantine was the first ruler of Rome to bring Christianity as the religion of Rome. He fought his right. brother. do it you know so and and saint helen was known that the mom was known to discover the cross where christ was crucified and she would take slivers of the cross and little pieces of wood and helmets this is this is what the folklore is on it but uh it's just an honor to be a part of it and they're galvanized with people that just want to try to make things better for everybody else that's it
1: well i love that i love the uh the majesty of it and the symbolism and just the grandeur. I mean, there's a video that recaps some of the views of you receiving your sword and and, and receiving your your uh, your plaque. I, I don't know what they call it, but your uh, your seal and yeah. and um, it, it looks really neat. I've, I, I I I mean, what an honor!
2: Who but, doesn't want to be Sir Lancelot when you're a kid, man? Come on, if you right age, if you're a baby boomer, you understand Sir
1: Lancelot. <laughs> Absolutely, you know. But you know, I love the I love the symbolism and everything, as I said. But I I really love the meaning behind it, the fact that it's focused on on serving others. Yeah. You know, I served a mission for my church uh, for a couple of years in Rome, Italy. Yeah. And uh, anyone I I speak to who s- has served in that capacity, they've served a mission over in overseas, over in Africa, South America, somewhere like that. They always come back. And they say it was the best time of their life, the best two years, or the best six weeks, or whatever. It just changes them. And I believe it's because they are catching the vision of what it means to look outward and to focus on others. And uh, I certainly experienced it. I also experienced it in the military as a, I was in the army for several years. And, you know, it's, um, as I said earlier, it's something that more people need to understand. If they focused, outward more and less inward, yeah. the whole world would be a better place, of course. But they would realize and come to understand how much joy and satisfaction comes from that. Um, it's hard to explain until you've experienced it, right?
2: Yeah, but I think that one of the challenges uh, is it's, uh, really, if you look at what's happening in the world and even in our country, um, uh, 10 years ago, minimum wage was $9 an hour. Now it's fifteen, and you you go to McDonald's or Walmart and make twenty one dollars an hour, as long as they have jobs because they're gonna replace all the jobs with, uh, with artificial intelligence and AI, robots. Right? But, <laughs> right. but you know, so people, but but after the prices of everything went sky high, so people are back to where they started. You know, twelve years ago the average home was ninety thousand dollars, and now it's four hundred thousand dollars in the city of Chicago. You know, mm-hmm. so now people are still stuck in the same situation. So we're operating in a uh, a state of, of fear and uncertainty, um, anxiety, and, and and people can't see their way clear. But I w- I will tell you that you can create money. Money is easy to create. You solve a problem, you fill a need. I, I used to live in a car. I didn't even talk about that. I slept in a car, man. I built a, a multi-million dollar business living in a car because someone told a story and their story prepared me with a low point in my life. And that's why it's so important to share your story, whether it be on radio or podcast or streaming, uh, as a speaker, tell your Mm -hmm. story because the story will be there for someone else and it will empower you that you find meaning in your challenges. But as you do that and get around people that can help you to grow, help you to think bigger, not people that are better than, we're all different than, nobody's better than anybody else. But get around people who are going in a certain direction because if your kids are hanging out with kids who don't do their homework, that are very disrespectful, they're hanging out by the liquor store in the middle of the night, the odds are if their trouble happens, their kids are locked up in trouble, even if it's a good kid. Because it's about where you're spending your time. Relationships are about agreement. So you want to build relationships. So you got to show up to some of the different, that's how we met. We met because we showed up and that's why we're here today. So, and it's nothing special about me. I just, I get a lot of accolades. I'm very honored. I'm very grateful. But I always remember and operate with a power of humility. I don't get caught up in the titles and the, the money and things like that because I remember I had nothing. And I remember there's other people out there that are hurting. So we can, through your example, one by one, just do a little bit. We may not change the world, but make it a little bit better. Then this is, man, they, you know, nothing greater, man. There's nothing greater.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love the story uh, of the girl who is on the beach throwing starfishes out into the ocean. You've heard this story, I'm sure. And man comes by and he says, what are you doing? He's, she's, throwing, she's throwing starfishes that have washed up on the beach as fast as she can into the water. And she says, I'm saving these starfishes. And he says, there's thousands of them. Says you can't make a difference for all of these. She says she picks one up, throws it in there. She says, "Well, I can make a difference for this one." You know, I love that. Right. That's, a, <laughs> that's it. It's kind of a classic. But you know, as our as our company has evolved, we've, uh, as I was saying, we realized we could do more than just make make income. We could make a difference. And today, we help raise unlimited zero cost funding for nonprofits. So we need to continue the conversation because I can do a lot to help uh, the nonprofits that you serve. And we'd be honored to assist in that way. We don't charge them anything for our help. And there's a lot of things we can do that we've learned over the last, you know, hundred plus years collectively, but uh, we have some great things happening, but um, in closing, we're up against our, our time here coming up, but any, any last thoughts or or, or or lessons you'd want to share? We've got about another minute or two here, and and I know there's a lot to choose from, but what would you say?
2: You know, Walt Disney said, Patrick, that you can make your dreams come true. You know, most people struggle with one or two points or both. A, they don't have clarity on what they want, and B, they don't know how to get it. And there's a pathway to discover all of those things but you have to begin somewhere. And that's why your show is important. I encourage people to invite more people to listen to your show because I see the work you're doing. I've met uh, you as a a person, as a man, I know who you are. And, um, you know, you want to plug into different things like that, that people that can help you really, really grow. And don't be afraid to dream, you know, don't be afraid to dream and don't worry about the adversities. They will build you. They will be there uh, every bit of adversity will, bear, will drop a seed that bears fruit of an equal and opposite advantage. If you just remember to follow your dreams, just follow those dreams wherever you, they may lead and never ever get distracted by less worthy deeds. Remember to shelter them and nurse them and help them to grow. Let your heart hold them down deep where dreams go. You follow your dreams, you pursue them with haste. Remember and never forget that your only life is too precious and it's too fleeting to waste. So be thankful, be grateful, and in all your days through, the dreams you follow, they all will come true. Just have a dream, follow it, put yourself in the right environment where it can take root. And just as you were created by a little DNA for mom and dad, a little puddle, 90% water, and here you are with bones, teeth, nails, and a voice, that you can become something else, something mighty, just like the acorn becomes an oak tree. Let's go out there and live our best life. We only get one. Let's have some fun doing it.
1: I concur. Dr. Dantley, thanks for being here on uh, Finding Certainty. It's a true honor. Really enjoying getting to know you. I'm sure we'll have lots more conversation, but uh, thanks so much. I'm sure our audience has absolutely enjoyed hearing from you. So um, thanks for being here, everybody. Come on back next week. We've got Bill Walsh of Power Team International as our guest next week. All right power punch 1 power punch 2 with Dr. Gen- Dr. Dentley and uh bill coming up so thanks for being here certainty is available you can find it go out and create it for yourself and for others you'll never regret it if you do and we wish you the very best thanks so much uh, if you like to learn more about Dr. Dentley go to jamesdentley.com it's got all his bios and everything he's working on and uh, Have a great day. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend. And bye for now. Thanks for tuning into
0: today's episode of Finding Certainty. We hope you've gained some more insight into how to create more certainty in your own business or nonprofit. Join us next week for another taste of the certainty experience. Until then, we wish you greater certainty in all that you do.